your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is here with me. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, disease, drugs, exercise, training, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Uh, Kevin, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, boy, it's uh, it's a crazy time right now. Um, I, you know, towards the end of last year, I talked about actually taking some time off in the first quarter. I don't know what I was thinking, and then I went, <laughs> then I went and committed to a bunch of speaking engagements. Um, and I don't, uh. I, I was kind of thinking maybe we'd take off and go out on the coach and you know do the speaking engagements uh-huh. and. But that's not going to happen. I am taking off in the coach today. In fact, I'll be pulling out of here right after we're done um, with the show. It's loaded up and ready to go. And I'll probably be on the road for about a month. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, uh, first stop. I've got to get down to Fort Worth uh, in uh, just about 10 days. I've got a event with Landstar, they were putting on a one-day seminar for their BCOs, and it's sold out. Um, Landstar, you know, was paying to bring their BCOs in, but they only had, I believe it was like 100 seats. It's sold out. They have a waiting list. So I'm excited about going down there and doing that. And uh, I've got some other things coming up. So plus, we're just swamped. When I committed to all these things, Mm -hmm. I didn't know we were about to get the biggest tax law change in history, which... (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So I, I was a little worried that I was overcommitted anyway, but I knew I'd figure it out and get through it. But I didn't expect the tax law change. So that's kind of thrown a wrench into the work. So good wrench, but it's uh, it's still a lot of work going on right now. So this almost never happens on Destination Health, but I have nothing today. Uh, you know what? And, and that's what it is. I feel like you know, we're so busy. Um, I'm back on phones. Bridget and I are doing phones. So it's been nice. I get to talk to some more people, you know, they'll call in and, and it's nice because they'll have a text question and then we'll go on to talk about health. Right. <laughs> Which is fun. Right. Um, but, but it's like such a whirlwind. And I was thinking of that with the show starting. I'm like, Oh, it's so nice. It's almost like it, this might sound all fluffy and stuff, but you know, uh, somebody, a friend coming to the door that forces you to you know, stop and sit down and relax and just enjoy company. And that's how I feel here. It's just really refreshing to know we're all coming together for this. And and it's just, uh, you know, an awe moment. Yeah, and for some reason, I, I don't know if it's just the tax law change or all the kind of disruption going on in trucking that I, I spend a lot of time researching those things. I've been getting a, a lot of invitations for interviews in magazines or to be on other shows. And part of the reason why we're recording late today is uh, I was on Freewheeling for three hours this morning. So, wow. yeah. How did that go? Oh, you know, I have a ball doing that. It, it, it's a very different show for me. So when I'm on the air on my show, 
it's primarily just question and answer, question and answer. That that's what I do. That's what my show's about. Um, when I do freewheeling with Chris, Chris is a, a great host as far as conversation and keeping things moving. So we get to talk about a lot of things, and I don't spend the whole time just answering questions. So that's kind of refreshing mm-hmm. for me. We we you know focused on the future of trucking and and where we're going and. Uh, you know, we had a lot of interesting conversation. There's a lot going on in, in that topic. You know, the, the future of of our world is changing so fast yeah. right now. Did you happen to watch the uh, the rocket launch yesterday? No, I didn't. And I didn't, I didn't notice until some friends that live around here posted on Facebook, like one of them could see it. And I'm thinking, gosh, if I would have known that, would I have been able to go out and see it as well? I'm not sure. So... Yeah, um, yeah, you so what? you may have been able to. I know when I lived in Orlando, if we had a really really early morning launch, like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, sometimes they would launch, and not only would we see it from Orlando, you could hear it. It was quiet enough wow. that all the way in Orlando. Now this one, this was one of the largest rockets ever shot off. We haven't had anything like this since Saturn, which was a really big rocket. So the the size of this thing was incredible, and the the numbers behind this, the amount of thrust, it was like 12 million pounds of thrust. They said it would be equivalent to strapping 37 747s together and putting them all on full throttle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And... Just for the so where fun was it of going? It. I, I, I oh, feel bad. I don't know what. It, I didn't even know it was happening. It's going to Mars. This was uh, SpaceX, by the way, which is Tesla. It's Elon Tesla. Musk. Okay, I saw him being interviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why SpaceX cool. is his other company. You know, he owns Tesla, and but he also owns SpaceX, and they do a lot of rocket launches. And he's just pushing the limits on all of this. So for the fun of it, in the nose, this rocket's so big, in the nose cone. He put a brand new midnight red Tesla Roadster that would sell for about $250,000. And it's going to, they're going to let it orbit Mars. Oh, wow. Very cool. They even put like a robot driver in the seat. So you can go look at pictures where you're going to see this, you know, Tesla orbiting Mars with a robot driver in the seat. It's kind of funny. (laughs) But but here was the really cool thing. Uh, I, I haven't seen any timelines on it yet. Um, one of the, the, you know, clearly the size mattered. I mean, we this thing can carry a tremendous amount of payload up into space. And his vision, I mean, he's out there. There's no question. His vision is working towards colonizing Mars. I mean, that that's where he's going with this. So, I mean, he, he clearly is a visionary that, that most of us can't even comprehend, you know, the way he thinks. But some of the technology in this was incredible. And you've got to go watch the video because you know how all of the NASA launches, whether it's the shuttle or anything else, all this stuff, like the boosters all fall out into the ocean. And, you know, we can't, we don't recover those. Or if we recover them, we can't reuse them. They're destroyed. And that's what makes uh, rocket launches so expensive, is we, we lose mm-hmm. all of that hardware, the rocket boosters and all of that. 
Well, in this launch yesterday, it looked like three rockets strapped together. So you got one long, you know, tall rocket in the middle with the payload, and then you had two kind of rocket boosters on the side. So when it takes off, it's impressive. But the two rocket boosters, once they disengage, they come back to the platform and land themselves straight up and down, and they're completely reusable. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah, to watch That's smart, it. smart, you know, for somebody to, to finally do that. To watch it was incredible because these things actually are coming down backwards, and they, these legs deploy, and they just land right on the pad. And it was just wild to watch. Very cool. I'll have to go see if I can. I'm sure there's a, something out on YouTube. Yeah, there's actually the, the YouTube video was awesome. They had so many people there. The audio, when you're listening to it, the cheering sounds like a rock concert, and it goes on uh, for like 10 minutes of cheering. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty incredible. So, um,. Other than that, though, on, like I say, on the health side, mm-hmm. I just I don't have a lot today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think because I'm always reading and doing something, but I didn't. I just didn't have time to make any notes this week. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you think we should address, or anything come to mind for you? Mm-hmm. I know you've been just as busy on the phones. Yeah, and you know what? It just brings it on. You know, with things being so busy, it does make you you have to really be careful and be intentional of the things that you need to support in your life, you know, for, for your health, you know, um, and make time for it. Otherwise it gets lost in the craziness and the time goes by. So that's the only thing I've been trying to do right now is, um, you know, be quiet in the morning, have that quiet time instead of, I used to always put the TV on the today show and stuff, but I've left that off and just tried to um, take care of myself first and the reading that I want to do and get started. Um, I'm back training for something. So that's kind of forced me to, to get outdoors and, uh, even more, and I'm I'm just enjoying it more because everything else is crazy, and and that's okay. It's just you know taking care of first things first, and not completely getting sucked into the craziness. Just making sure you breathe a little more, eat right, you know, do all the things we know we can control. Um, and that's just been really uh, apparent to me this time, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, I'm going to get to a break. I've got a couple things Mm -hmm. to say about that. And then we're going to get to your calls and questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothman.
I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. We're going to get to your calls in just a minute. Um, you know, Kim, exactly what you were saying, I've been thinking a lot about because I'm really busy right now and I'm trying to, you know, maintain and, and I've noticed I've gained about five or six pounds, um, which mm-hmm. is unusual. And, and I think it's a lot of stress right now because not mm-hmm. much else has really changed. And I think that stress has a huge impact you know, I'm getting ready to go out on the road. We, we, I'll probably be gone about a month. And during that time, not only am I going to have to continue with the same workload I have, but I've also got the driving to do. But for me, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible for me to travel by air anymore. With all the equipment I got to drag with me to do the show, and then I've got to get set up in hotels. And, you know, if I take the coach and just go out on the road, I can do the show from the road. I have all my stuff with me. It's just easier. But it does add a lot of drive time. So now I've got to, you know, balance that out. But honestly, I, I'm, I, I just know that I'll actually be able to be more strict and healthy because I don't have any other distractions of life. You know, and this is what I try to get across to yeah. drivers. You know, being out on the road can be hard. I get it. Shopping isn't as easy. Cooking and cleanup is tough. I get all those things. But we could also look at the positive side is that because you're alone and you're on the road, you really have a lot more control of your own schedule. And it's easier, I believe, to be more disciplined without all the distractions of life and the things that happen around the house and with kids. And, you know, that it's so easy to get off track. And, you know, I don't want to be gone a month right now. But it's part of what I have to do, so I'm going to try to make the best of it. And that's one of the things I'm going to work very hard at is being very strict on my diet, getting activity every day, and really being very strict on my sleep schedule. That's great. Oh. And you got a lot of time to think. I yeah. That what I yeah. And, and our drivers might experience this. I, I always hear somebody say you get 50 miles away from home. And you get a different perspective on things. You know, it just gets you thinking, you know, differently about stuff, which I can just imagine our drivers feeling that way out on the road a lot. Um, and that's that's kind of a gift, kind of get you thinking outside of yourself. Yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes you just have to get creative because if I look at my schedule now, there's virtually zero time in my day. And then how do I add even, you know, three or four hours of drive time? I've got to drive at least three or four hours or I'm not going to make it to my, you know, where I need to be in time. Um, so where am I going to find three or four hours? Well, I know where I'll find two of mm. them at least. I spend about two hours a day reading and sometimes more, two to three hours a day. Well, while I'm driving, I can listen to audio books. I can listen to podcasts. Oh, so, good. you know, I'll make up. I, I probably will do very little physical reading while I'm gone because I, I'm just not going to have the time, but I'll make up that part while I'm driving. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. All right. What do you say we get some phone calls? Love to. All right. Let's do that. Let's start off in Nebraska. Diane, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Hey there. Hi, Diane. What's on your mind today? Hi. I did a NutriQ yesterday, and I didn't know if the results were ready yet or not. They are. They are. You haven't even seen these yet, Diane. <laughs> You haven't seen Pardon me. Pardon me? I'm sorry. I didn't, 
I said, you haven't even got to see these yet. So I, I no, no, I the report. Yeah, I created the report just now and sent that over to Kevin. I see. Yeah, I see. I've yeah. got it. Boy, and you are going to challenge us early today because this is a really mixed bag. So let, let me ask you some <laughs> things before I even attempt this. It looks like you took the first NutriQ okay. just about a year ago, right? I think so. Okay, and then you retook it just recently. Give me a really good, brutally honest um, synopsis of what you've been doing during this year, like what your diet was like, stress levels, sleep, all of those things. Okay, I'll try. Uh, Stress level is always high. Okay. Um, Sleep is off and on. Okay. I, I... don't know positively I could ever say I have actually good sleep because I'm not even sure what good sleep is, okay. but I do sleep and uh, I do have issues like falling asleep at times and issues staying asleep at times, but it's quite rare. Okay. Uh, food, I did start the ketogenic diet. At least I think I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, we love the bulletproof coffee, so we we do the bulletproof coffee every morning, and started losing weight, and just really haven't been able to stop losing weight. But I know I've got serious digestion issues. Okay, so and that may help me understand this because it's a really, really mixed bag. I mean, you had some areas where we saw pretty dramatic improvement, um, but we also saw areas where we had drastic worsening of things. So that's why it's such a mixed bag. Your large intestine score improved tremendously. Your small intestine score improved quite a bit, but your liver gallbladder got worse. Um, sugar handling stayed exactly the same. Essential fatty acids got far worse. Pituitary improved, but adrenal and thyroid got worse. Um, your immune system got better. So it's really just all over the board. And sometimes a year is too big of a gap, you know, because it, it's hard to tell what may have gone on in all of that time. And it's almost like we kind of have to start over, you know, based on what we're seeing in the graph now. My guess is that there are some real hormonal issues going on. And that could very well be you, you admitted that both stress is high and sleep is poor. And those two have a huge impact on hormones. And hormones have an impact on everything. So I think what we would address um, would be, you know, continuing on with digestion. And there was some improvement there. So I would go back and refocus on digestion again. And then I would start looking at, you know, hormone balance. Um, The thing is... If there's a lot of stress and poor sleep, those two go hand in hand. Getting hormones balanced is almost impossible. And and nutrition is a big part of it, but you've got to make lifestyle changes to to minimize the stress and improve the sleep. 
And I wish there was an easy fix for this, but there just isn't. Nothing we've come up with yet. I've, you know, come up with a ton of, um, you know, strategies and supplements and devices and, you know, meditation and, and all kinds of things. But there's no one easy, quick fix answer. I mean, it really means making fairly drastic changes in your life sometimes to minimize the stress. I mean, I, I would highly about, encourage um, you to... Now, you said you, you're still keto and you're actually losing weight, right? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm keto. I just, I, I've tried to, but I haven't done any... Uh, thing to prove that I'm in ketosis. Okay. Um, and that's okay. Cause what I was going to say is if you're actually losing weight, and you don't want to, I would switch to a more paleo type of diet. Don't worry so much about your carb count. Just make sure you're eating really okay. good, healthy carbs. You know, we don't want to go back to grains okay. and, you know, empty carbs and those kind of things, but I would include a lot of right. vegetables. You know, I, I and I wouldn't worry about the carb count in any vegetable you're eating. Even things like sweet potatoes or carrots or, you know, onions can all be somewhat high in carbs. But I, I, I would really yeah. seek out nutrient density and a lot of variety in your diet. Okay. What about supplements for the digestion? Yeah. Um, clearly, I would do some supplementation. Um you know, I, I would probably start with a pretty standard, you know, um, I, I actually I would start with our gut healing kit. That's the most comprehensive kit we have. And I think you would see significant okay. improvements with that. Is there a possibility of leaky gut? Um, we all we all have leaky gut. We really do. Um, oh. You know, we can test to prove it you know, with a couple different tests. But honestly, I hate wasting people's money on tests when we know there are things we could improve anyway. You know, we know we could improve Uh your digestion. We know the leaky gut kit, even though we call it a leaky gut kit, it addresses a lot of other digestive issues because in order to fix leaky gut, you've got to fix digestion from the top down. And that's really what our kit does. So even if I didn't think leaky gut was your biggest problem, this would still be my recommendation. Let me uh, get to a break. We'll come right back. Get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Kevin Cobb.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get back to your calls and questions. We are off to Nevada. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, Kevin and Kim? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I was listening the other day when you were talking to that one lady about uh, dehydration. Yeah. I actually talked to your, uh, I believe it was Lisa, about the blood pressure, but uh, about pressing your finger on your hand and all that tell you whether you're dehydrated or not. Right. How did that work? I I caught it like right at the very last. So one of the quick tests for dehydration is to just hold your arms down at your side. Just let your hands hang loosely down at the side. And pick a hand, doesn't matter which one. Um, Normally, if you let your hand there, you can see the veins kind of bulge out on the the back of your hand. And and while it's hanging straight down, if you push on one of those veins, they normally bounce right back. They rebound really well. Then what, and you're just doing this to kind of get a feel for it. Then what you do is you raise that hand okay. straight out in front of you to shoulder level, right out in front of you, and then press on that same vein. Mm-hmm. And if it bounces back exactly okay. the same as it did down, then you're, you're very well hydrated. Most people will find that it's really kind of got really soft and mushy, and some people it almost disappears completely. The less it bounces back and the less oh, okay. firm it feels, the more dehydrated you are. Okay. All right. And uh, another question I had was, uh, like, on I'm out here on the road, and I was just wondering what type of uh, foods I would want to try and eat to try and help me with my blood pressure to bring it down a little bit. Okay, so one of the things I'm not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of, like, food lists that tell people, well, if you eat um, beets, it will lower your blood pressure. Um, They might. There's no question. There are some compounds in beets that have been shown to lower blood pressure. The problem with lists like that or even thinking like that is the average person will say, oh, all I have to do are eat some beets. No, that's not it. Those kind of lists or those kind of foods are going to have almost zero effect if you're still eating the standard American diet. So in order to improve blood pressure, blood sugar, any of those things, you've got to really clean up your diet first. So my answer is which foods help lower blood pressure? Real food. Not not processed. Okay, yeah, no, I've I've been... Yeah, I've been been trying to do that for the most part, but being out on the road is kind of difficult. You know, I try and buy avocados and bell peppers and stuff like that, and I primarily do, like, uh, some butter and, like, the uh, Kerrygold butter and coconut oil. That I I would encourage you, rather than to try to find these so-called superfoods that people are always hyping, and it's not that they don't work. There's some evidence that they do. But really, the, the key is to continue eating as much real food in its natural state as often as possible. That's the real key. Okay. It, it, you know, and if we get there right. to where we're, you know, 90% that way, most symptoms go away on their own. 
And, and then you can start working on more variety, more nutrient density, that kind of thing. But I don't like the idea of people running off and thinking this one food or th- this list of food is going to fix things. Okay, because uh, uh, I was thinking I was going to try and take the, uh, uh, not the Nutri-Cube, but the other test where, you know, you have to pay to take the test and all that. What's actually entailed with taking that blood test? Um, are you talking about the fit test for the food intolerances? Yeah. Um, you basically just order the kit from us, and when it comes there, it's got a little finger stick in it, and you stick your finger, and you put drops of blood on the card, and you mail it back. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds pretty easy. Yeah, it's yeah, I just simple. ordered some of that uh, AD. Yeah, I just ordered some of the uh, uh, AD, E, and K right. uh, drops. So, yeah. And okay, well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. And there's some evidence that that those should help um, lower blood pressure. But again, only in the presence of a good, clean diet. Kim, you know, that that's, you know, such a common, you know, theme in health is that we're somebody's mm-hmm. always trying to push some new superfood or some supplement or, yeah. you know, garlic will fix everything. And and mm-hmm. none of that stuff works, honestly. I mean, I, I've tried it yeah. for years. I've tested. I've measured. Zero results. What works is, is you know, all the stuff we talk about. You know, eating yeah. as much of your food as possible that's both high quality and as close to its natural state as possible. Um, you know, little processing, better quality, more nutrient density, I, I wish there was a quick, easy answer to these things, and, and there just isn't. I mean, it, it's, right. it, it really does mean making pretty major changes to the way we eat and live, but I don't want that to scare people because it, 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 you don't mm-hmm. have to do it overnight. I mean, I, I'm, you and I are, what, three years into this, and we still make changes. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, take your time. Yeah, and like you said, it's, it's scary. It just gets better and better all the time. You know, it's it's fun learning new things. It's fun seeing how your body reacts to things because it's so empowering to have that control over your health. Yeah, it, it really is. And you start to get in tune with your body. And, and because we're all a little different, you know, where one person might really need to eat a lot more green, somebody else might need to eat more fat, and somebody else might need to eat, you know, better quality protein. And you know, it, it, the the problem is there's so much information about health. Much, much of it conflicts with everything else. And, you know, even listening to our show, I, we do a lot of research, try to put out good information. But my best advice to people is, is to get as educated as you can yourself and, and start to understand what works for you. Yep, <clears throat> Exactly. Exactly. Take everything you read with a grain of salt, and, and but be just committed to finding out what works for you. Um, and it's an, it's, there's no deadline to it. This is a lifelong thing that we're doing, so enjoy it. That's right. And make sure that that grain of salt you take with it is a good, high-quality sea salt. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the calls. Let's head off to... Pennsylvania. Doug, welcome to the program. Hello. 
this is Christine, his girlfriend, actually. Okay. Hi, and, Christine. Um, hi. Um, yeah, Doug put me on the phone. And I have had brain tumors in the past, and um, I tried keto for a while, but right now I'm not doing it. And um, I have a... It's a meningioma brain tumor. It was originally just supposed to be benign. But I, ever since it, it was a large tumor, and ever since they cut it open the first time, I've never been able to sleep on my own. Mm-hmm. And I've tried just about everything for sleep. And I do take medicine to get sleep. Wait. But uh, now... Go ahead. Yeah, I just Go wanted ahead. to I wanted to know which medication you're on for sleep. Uh, I take Zolpidem and uh, Xanax. Okay. And so far, that's about. I, I have gone cold turkey with no medications. Um, the doctors tried, like, because my first tumor was in 2001. I mean, they tried a litany of all kinds of medications. I tried. Cognitive therapy, and just I just recently saw another sleep doctor, and he told me I'm probably just one of those people that don't, you know, like I'm kind of lay in bed and ruminate over. But you know, with the cognitive therapy, that didn't really help. And so far, the only thing that's ever worked is that Zolpidem and the Xanax. And okay. I'm very careful with it. Okay. You know so, what I mean? I, the, the, I yeah. try to watch what I'm doing with it. Yeah. But, so let me yeah. let me address this because there's, there's so much here to say. Um, first off, sleep. I, I've done a ton of research. I'm still doing it. I test all kinds of things. Sleep is becoming by far the most complicated of all the health issues that I've, I've attempted to work on. You know, nutrition was a lot of work, but pretty straightforward. Even stress is is kind of straightforward, hard to fix. Sleep, there's still so much about sleep we don't know. But we're getting better, and I've I've read a lot of the latest research. So let me get to a break. Let me come back and, and give you my thoughts on this. I don't have any easy answers for you, but I have some thoughts and a direction for you to go in. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we're talking about Cynthia. Is that correct? Uh, Christine. No, Christine. 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 I'm sorry. 
I get so focused on the topic. Um, so clearly sleep is a really, really complicated area. We're just now learning a lot of new things about sleep, but there are some things we absolutely know, some things I've tested, and we didn't even understand why we sleep. We didn't understand what happens when we sleep. And it turns out that there's so many things happening and very different things. There, Our body and our immune system, for our immune system, the single most important thing is sleep. So if you start to sleep poorly, your immune system is going to, to suffer and that affects everything. Um, so it, it's, it, and then our mind is, is doing a lot of things. And so we have, you know, sleep that helps our body, which is deep sleep. And we have sleep that helps our mind, which is REM sleep, REM sleep. And then, but most of our time is spent in light sleep. And we're not even sure what is happening during light sleep. So there's still a lot to know, but, but I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of testing and what we do know is that almost everything that is supposed to be happening while we sleep doesn't happen when we're on any kind of sleep medication. So we might sleep yeah. and we might even feel rested. You know, and it, I, I, I suppose it's better than not sleeping because if you don't sleep at all, you could die. I mean, you will really deteriorate fast if you don't sleep at all. But long term, the goal has to be to get to some form of natural sleep. Now, this is going to be a little controversial. What state do you live in, by the way? Pennsylvania. Oh, um, that's too bad. Um, And the reason I'm saying that Pennsylvania still doesn't even have a medical marijuana law, do they? No. I didn't think so. Um, Um, It's coming, though. I mean, they just recently put it in place and the doctors are getting set up and this and that. that but, that's um, like, you know, it, it's uh, funny because ahead. people are really terrified of marijuana. Like, you know, the, the government has made it out to be this horrible drug. It's a schedule one drug, which is just like heroin. You know, they claim it has no medical use. And yet, all of the evidence is completely opposite. Nobody ever dies from an overdose of marijuana. It's impossible. The side effects are minimal, and the medical uses are extensive. We don't even have any idea because nobody's ever been allowed to test it until recently. Now, I can tell you in sleep testing and working with other people, it may be one of the best medications you can take. And, and I will call it that in this case. I will call it a medication. It's an herb. It's a plant. It's not even processed. We, we, you know, tear it up out of the ground and we dry it. it it's not processed. It's not chemically altered. It, it's a very natural substance. It works fantastic for most people for sleep. But I will also tell you, I've tested it myself pretty extensively for sleep. And it does interfere slightly with the quality of sleep but not nearly as much as the drugs that that they're prescribing or even the -the over-the-counter medications that people take like they're nothing. Um, So ultimately, the goal would be to get back to a true natural sleep, no drugs, no supplements, nothing. But in the meantime, if there were... I know. Go ahead. I know when I, like, went cold turkey on everything, and I mean, I, I went 
a, a long time stayed awake for like I mean it was an unbelievable amount of time. Yeah, that's not and good. <clears throat> I think it was something to eat, actually. And then, you know, when I started finally starting to fall asleep on my own, I would go days. And it's just you know, and I did everything they tell you, you know, not having the T V on darkening right. the room, doing everything you're supposed to do. You know, and I, I, I did yoga. I did everything. You know, I just recently saw a doctor, and I, I'm also a type of person who has never once in my entire life fallen asleep sitting up. But now, um, you know, I just had a blood test doctor, and I've also had very low B12 levels, and I'm taking, like, two things, uh, you know, of vitamin D, and that's low as well. So now she wants me to up that. And I, you know, I tend to wonder if it's some of the medications I'm taking. But this sleep doctor did mention, well, yes, definitely because my tumor was the that they found that, you know, he, he believes it has to be because of, you know, when they cut it open and everything well, that he has well, been with people who have had brain injuries. I don't don't disagree with them. The the only problem with following that line of reasoning is there's nothing we can do. I mean, we can't change that. We can't improve it. We could maybe address it. Um, Clearly, two deficiencies that you just talked about are critical to sleep, B12 and vitamin D. And you may be taking the wrong forms of those. The form of both of those vitamins is extremely important. For for B12, what you should be taking is what's called methylcobalamin. And you need to take... I, I know. I looked it up and just ordered that from okay. Amazon. Okay. So, and you need yeah, to take right. what sounds like crazy high dosages of it as well because our body just doesn't absorb B12 well at all. Just to give you an example, I take about... Almost 50,000 times the recommended daily allowance of B12. What? Yeah, so I, I, I had a feeling I'm going to need a lot to get up to a normal level. Yeah, so some, something along the so, lines of, you know, one to two milligrams, which is an incredible amount of B12. But that's what it takes to get the B12 levels up in our body. Vitamin D, I would actually recommend we actually carry drops that are emulsified in fat because if you're not digesting fat properly, and most people aren't, then you can't absorb the fat-soluble vitamins, D, A, D, E, and K. And all four of those are cofactors for hormone building, And hormones are primarily responsible for sleep. So there are a lot of factors that could play into this. But rather than confuse you with, you know, all these directions and supplements and science, here's what I would really recommend. Because you have the the tumor issue that I'm sure is playing a role in this, I would highly recommend that you seek out a really good functional medicine doctor that, you know, can work on the med. You know, Kim and I work. Primarily, completely on the nutrition side. We, we don't consider what we do medical at all. We're, we're pure nutrition. And that's where all health starts. But there are medical issues that need to be addressed. 
and, and we don't address those, but we highly recommend you find a functional medicine doctor because they have the exact same background. They're full MDs. They've been through medical school, but they believe that the body can heal itself. If it's given the right nutrition and the life, right lifestyle, we don't need drugs. They may use drugs short term. Um, my fear, whoever puts you on the Xanax for sleep, is that meant to be long term? Um, I, I am the one who like went on it because I was sick and tired of them yeah. prescribing I'm, a different antidepressant, which was worse than anything. Like you know that that was not helping with me with sleep. And at least the Xanax was, wasn't giving me side effect upon side effect. And I was finally getting some sleep out of it. I mean, I'll be happy to go off if I can just get yeah, some I, the, any any issue. Any form of benzodiazepine um, really can be very, very habit-forming and very difficult to get off of and cause all oh, kinds no, of... Oh, no, I agree. Okay. I, I will... I'll go at like a day or two sometimes, and just to yeah, give good. myself a break. Good. Very, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm very religious about it. To be honest, but I, the Zolpidem I actually have to take. Otherwise, some days I just will go a whole day with no sleep. And you know, my boyfriend sees it happen. Like you know what I mean? Because I drove a truck for four years taking these medications. And there was never any problem with me ever having an issue of falling asleep. He would, he would, you know, we we drove team, right? And he, I, I'm the one staying up all the time, and he he could just plop to sleep, and I'm I'm just totally awake. And, yeah, know, well, I never. Again, I'm glad you're addressing it, and and. It's really beyond the scope of what we're going to be able to do here, but I would give you the direction of find really good functional medicine. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is here with me. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, drugs, disease, training, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Hi, glad to be here, Kevin. Yeah, you know, um, at the end of the last show we did, we had a, a caller who had some real sleep issues. And this is an area that I've been focused on for, you know, about a year now and really intensely for about six months. And I've talked about it and I, you know, we're nowhere near really understanding sleep yet. But you know, I, I, I think the bigger lesson was she had some other compounding factors, some brain tumors that they've had to operate on. Who knows what's going on, you know, in a case like that. That's clearly a case where you need pretty in-depth medical knowledge. 
unfortunately, the traditional medical community won't work to solve this problem. They'll only work to find drugs to fix the symptoms, which is what they were already doing. And, you know, they had around some pretty heavy-duty medications and doesn't seem like there was any real attempt to, you know, come off of those at any time. Like, that was the final answer. And my recommendation was a functional medicine doctor. And a couple of years ago, I would have had no idea what that even meant. Um, but it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's a growing area now. You and I follow a couple functional medicine doctors, um, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, there's several that have, I think they've really brought us the best of both worlds. They have that deep, you know, understanding of the human body. They have all of the medical training. They understand in depth how the systems of the body work. And yet they believe, like you and I believe, that the body will heal itself. We don't need drugs. We need good nutrition. We need some lifestyle changes. And most of these diseases and problems will fix themselves then. So, you know, I I don't want people to just think that that's just some term that we throw out, functional medicine doctor. It's It's a very clear, specific definition and I think that, you know, nutrition and food can solve most people's problems. But when you get to a true medical issue, this is where I would go every time. I, I, and if I had to travel across the country to find a good one, if I had a problem like that, I would do it. Yeah, and you know what? I wish um, she had said she was in Pennsylvania, so maybe if they catch the show or something like I'm just thinking if they are on the west side of Pennsylvania, I would absolutely go and um, catch Mark Hyman, you know, in yes. Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, right there it's at the so Cleveland Clinic. so worth the drive over there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a growing trend, a good growing trend, that doctors who have all that medical training and all that background are moving more towards functional medicine. We're seeing it more and more. Um, my son, Michael, who's an NTP, works in an office with a doctor. And it, it's amazing to see the synergy, you know, when, when all these disciplines are brought, you know, in a more natural way to heal the body. Because our bodies are absolutely mm-hmm. amazing what they can do if we give them the right nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, perfect combination. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's get to some phone calls. Let's start off in Ohio. Ben, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Kim. How are you? Hi there. Hi. Um, I love eggs and seafood, and I was just wondering, is it possible to eat too much of them? Well, let me just address that statement on, on the surface without knowing any details. It's possible to eat or drink too much of anything. You can actually kill yourself with water alone. And I don't mean drowning. There are cases of people drinking so much water that they dilute the mineral balance in their blood and it kills them. So the answer is, yeah, you can eat too much of anything. Now, where that limit is... Uh, It's hard to say. It's not so much that I would worry about you eating too many eggs or too much seafood. What I would worry about is because you're eating so much of those, you're probably not getting enough variety in your diet. 
I don't think the amount you're eating is going to hurt you. I just think that you may not be getting enough variety in your diet. Okay. I get it. Cause I, that makes a lot of sense because um, my father said something to me about it and because I have a habit of eating uh, every day. I'll go to uh, like a diner or something or about seven or eight scrambled eggs with well, cheddar cheese and sour cream on the side. Well, let me tell you what I see the bigger problem there is. Not that you're eating seven or eight eggs. That really doesn't bother me much at all. It's the quality of the eggs you're eating. I see. Gotcha. Because the eggs at the diner, they're clearly they're food service. They're going to be the lowest possible quality. They were raised in the worst possible conditions. So that's, that's what I see as more of a problem. If you were eating seven or eight pastured eggs... You know, chickens really running around out in the grass eating bugs and out in the sunshine. And, you know, then you're getting a ton of nutrient density and you're not getting all the bad stuff that comes from factory farm chickens and eggs. Um, The same with that cheddar cheese and sour cream. I have nothing against cheese or sour cream, but I do want to watch the quality really closely. And when you're eating at restaurants, you're getting the worst possible quality of almost everything. Now, now, seafood is another example. Seafood can be incredibly healthy. Unfortunately, most of the seafood on the market today is garbage. It is horrible. The, the factory farming of fish is worse than what we're doing to cows and pigs and chickens. The, the, the way they are raising factory farmed fish is horrendous. So I, I'm a big believer in seafood but you've got to be very careful about the source and the quality. Like I try to eat only Alaskan wild-caught seafood because it's the cleanest waters on the planet. It's naturally raised. It hasn't been, you know, hybridized. It's not being fed some weird diet. Um, Even like salmon, we're told how healthy salmon is. But do you realize that the salmon you find in the grocery store would be gray, except they feed the fish coloring so that it comes out that pink-red color? Yes. Yeah, that's awful. Right. Nobody would eat gray fish. So instead, we give them artificial coloring to make it look better. But if you buy true Pacific wild-caught salmon, because Pacific salmon cannot be farm-raised, So when you buy Pacific varieties of salmon, you're getting wild-caught salmon, and it's that color naturally because it's eating its proper natural diet. I see. Because I I get a lot of my seafood out of, say, Chinese buffets because they have a wide variety of seafood. So I guess the quality out of those would... So let's let's take those let's take those two words, China and buffet. I, I can't imagine worse quality, honestly. China is China is known for the the lack of control of their food products. 
Like, we have no idea. Some of the stuff coming out of China isn't even food. You know, China is notorious for exporting honey that isn't honey at all. It's flavored syrup. And they go to great lengths to hide that fact. They're known for their for injecting their seafood with all kinds of crap to make it bigger and heavier. They're known for all kinds of chemicals mm-hmm. used in their food production. And then buffets, the ways buffets make money is, sure, it's all you can eat. But in order to make that up, they buy at the lowest possible quality and the cheapest price they can get. Right. So, well, I guess I know what I'll be cutting down on. Yeah, so I don't think it's a matter of you're eating too many eggs or too much seafood. Those are both really nutrient-dense foods. But I think the quality that you're eating of it is horrendous. And, again, we want variety in our diet. You know, there really shouldn't be that many things that we eat that much of every day. And, again, it's not that that may be bad, but it means you're not eating much variety. That's the bigger problem. Quality and variety. We'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Rothman. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we're going to get right back to your calls and questions. Let's go to Washington. Brenda, welcome to the pro. Um, Looks like all the calls just disappeared. If you're on hold with us, if you're on the line, you've got a question, go ahead and press one on your phone because they all just disappeared on me. Um, And we'll get to those here. I tell you. Just a minute. You know, I think it's blog talk too because I've been locked out of the studio ever since we started. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's been acting up on us, and you know, for mm-hmm. some reason, it was always worse on Tuesdays when I did the power hour. So I actually got the, uh-huh. the, a tech support team from Blog Talk to monitor my show yesterday, and of course, nothing went wrong. Yeah, because oh, <laughs> we've been fighting this on and off and, you know, they agreed there could be something wrong. But so far, we can't track it down. Um, I will address her yeah. question because I saw it on the board. It was, how do you know if who is a functional medicine doctor? And it, that's a good question. They they will um, 
promote themselves as a functional medicine doctor is one way. I mean, you know, some of them are clearly um, very well known. We talked about Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, but it was interesting because when she asked the question, I hadn't really thought about that a lot. So I Googled it and I came up with a great list and it's from Dr. Axe. You know, I recommend his site for so many things. He does an amazing job on his website. He has a list, and mm-hmm. I just pulled it up, and I haven't even had a chance to go through it yet. Oh, I see. The top 50 yeah. functional and integrative me- medical doctors. What a great list. And some of these people I've never even yeah. heard of. Yeah. So oh, I see in her pictures that Kelly Brogan and, and uh, Mark Hyman. Will Cole, I know. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, Stephen Gundry. The, a lot of these I do know. Um, Kellyanne Petrucci. Uh, mm-hmm. David Ludwig, uh, Sarah Ballantyne. I do recognize a lot of these, uh, but this is a great list. Yeah. yeah. It's a great article too, by the way. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and post that one up on Facebook because I, I know that was her question and we yeah. lost it, but um, you know, and this is really a growing field. I, it's growing fast. Like I said, I didn't even realize this list existed, and there's a lot of there are a lot of doctors in there I don't know. Um, but this, I, I believe, this really is the future of medicine. Our, our medical system is broken. You know, it, I've talked about this before. We keep arguing about health insurance. You know, and and you know the Democrats really want to take us to a single payer plan. I, I, it's the last thing I want to see. Um, the Republicans, I don't think their plan is any better, honestly. Um, it's better than single payer, but it's not going to fix the problem. And the problem, I believe, is we will never be able to fix health insurance until we fix health care. And people mix the two up all the time. They talk about the two as though they're the same, and they couldn't be any more different. One is our actual care, and the other one is how we pay for that care. They're two totally different issues. But I don't believe that we will ever fix health insurance because I don't think there's enough money to fix it because our health care system is so broken and so expensive. And I believe that the sooner you get involved in our healthcare system and the longer you stay involved in it, the less healthy you're going to become and the more money you're going to cost the system. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and like you said, um, oh, the whole thing with the functional medicine, what is does that Chris Kasser is doing? The um, non-conventional, you know, building the group kind of like Michael is in. right. Is just such a well-rounded program. I mean, that's that's hopefully that's the best we can do, working towards a better, better answer. Yeah, absolutely. I love that model, and that's what uh, Chris Kresser is really uh, pushing for, and training people for, and educating people. Is that you know, ultimately, um, you know, I, I think if we take kids, you know, children, and we feed them real food, which is you know. Mm-hmm. almost unheard of, I don't think we would have to change much of anything. I, I, I just think they would live a much, much healthier life. We would solve a lot of problems for, sure. for future generations if that's all we did. Forget all the functional mm-hmm. medicine doctors and testing and supplements and drugs. And if we just started feeding our children real whole food, if they ate 100% 
real whole food, nothing processed. And I know that's, you know, Pollyanna and that's not going to happen. But if we did, I think we could forget all this other stuff. I think it would solve itself for the most part. But yeah. since that's that be amazing. Yeah, it really would. Um, but but without that, we do have a lot of sick people and, and we're not going to eat. You know, we're not all going to eat real food all the time. So this idea of a functional medicine doctor who has a full medical degree and all that knowledge leading the team of, you know, possibly a chiropractor, a nutritional therapy practitioner, you know, maybe in integrating, you know, yoga, meditation, acupuncture, some of the, you know, Eastern medical practices, uh, Ayurvedic practices. You know, if we put all those in one place, I think we could solve a lot of problems without any drugs or very limited drug use. Yeah. Unfortunately, insurance won't pay for most of that Mm -hmm. stuff, which, again, is totally backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, if insurance companies really wanted to save money, they would try to make us healthier. But nothing about our health care system or our health insurance system is designed to keep us healthy. Nothing. It, it, they're, they're both designed to keep us as sick patients because that's how they both make money. That's how we have to take such control of our own, truly. Yep. And you hear that with people calling in, like um, Christine, it was with the sleep. You know, they know and they're searching and asking questions and that's the first place to start. It is. It is. And, and dig in and read. You're going to have to read lots of things because you're going to find a lot of conflicting evidence. You know, Kim, I've talked about this before, but I, I think it's worth saying again. Because there is so much conflicting evidence. And you'll hear conflicting ideas from people with lots of credentials, lots of experience, and what they believe is lots of proof. You and I do it. You know, we'll say, well, we've studied this, or I researched this, or here's the proof, or here's the study. Well, I, I know that I could go find 10 studies that would contradict what that says. I know they're out there. So how do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, who do you trust? You can't just trust me. You can't really trust anybody. I mean, it, so the only thing I've been able to, to really fall back on is, is if I'm not sure, if there's just so much conflicting evidence, I believe we fall back on how did we evolve? You know, what, what, why are we so sick right now? We're so sick right now because we're not living the way we evolved. And, and so anytime I wonder, is that, does this make sense? Would this be right? Um, all the way down to the most complicated issues, you know, or more controversial like vaccines. Well, I mean, if vaccines are so critical, how did we live for, you know, a million years without them? You know, we didn't evolve with with vaccines. We were naturally vaccinated because we were exposed to a a virus or a pathogen and we had a healthy immune system that fought it off and then learned, you know, and, and developed antibodies, which that's what vaccines do. They just do it in an artificial way and that creates a lot of problems. You know, and people will say, well, but vaccines solved so many of the problems like smallpox and polio. Yes and no. Um, The vaccines did solve that. But what created that problem? We didn't have polio epidemics a thousand years ago. We had them a couple hundred years ago. 
And it was civilization that created the problem in the first place. It was us living in horrible, crowded city conditions before we had sanitation and so many other things. So, yeah, I I agree. Vaccines solved a lot of problems, but it didn't fix the root of the problem. Right, right. And it's, I love how you always go back to that cabinet. And you know what I always, and you always bring me back to it too. I get off track and you always bring it back to, okay, how do we evolve? You know, the simplicity of it um, through all different things from what we eat to, like you said, how we move and get out there and get grounded, get the sun and we've simplified it for those that get confused. It, it's the only, I, I have to keep things simple. If they get too complicated, I get lost. So I have to simplify things, and this is one of the most complicated issues I've ever studied or researched, our body and our health. And you could get so lost in the weeds of complication over this and opinions and facts and proof or not proof. And and all I can do is say, Mm -hmm. how did we evolve? And I, I just believe if we get closer back to the way we evolved, we're going to solve most of our problems. And I know that's not easy. But uh, being sick and dying and taking a lot of drugs is not easy either, so I prefer this alternative. Um, That's going to do it. We're going to have to uh, wrap this. Nope. Nope. We're going to come back for another segment. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. We're going to get back to your calls here in just a second. Um, Kim, can I vent again? <laughs> Please, you don't do it much. I, I, I just At least vent- on this show. I, on this show. I, I know. I think I vented about this last week on this show, though, but I didn't learn. Ah. You know, I don't mind making mistakes, but when you make a mistake, you should learn from it. And I didn't learn. Last week, I think I vented about, you know, I've been very, very active in Facebook lately, trying to help out, answer questions in a lot of groups. And I I think I vented about, I I gave this long, thoughtful answer on somebody's post, and then they deleted the entire post. And I was furious that, Mm -hmm. you know, I put all that time in it. And it was one of those days where I was really busy. I saw it was going to ignore it and just move on because I had so much to do. And I thought, no, you know what? this really deserves an answer. So I was just furious when somebody, it happened again this morning. I, you know, I don't know. I've got to get into the habit of copying my text and saving it so oh, that at mm-hmm. least I could go 
repost it, you know, on my own page where somebody can't delete it. Because, again, somebody was in a group, and, and they were basically trying to spam the group. They, they were trying to sell something. And I wrote a, a long, you know, reply, not attacking them at all, just warning people to be careful about certain things in business. And within 10 minutes, it was deleted. And the whole post. And I, I just, I need to learn that if I'm going to write something that long, at least just copy the text so I have my work. Because I hate writing anyway. I, I've said that a thousand times. I hate typing. I speak better than I write. But I do believe that Facebook is a great resource. And I do enjoy helping people there. But, God, that just makes me crazy. Yeah, wow. You know, if you post something and, and somebody, um, you know, twice now it's happened in this same group. And I hesitated getting involved in this group, but it's the people who need the most help. It's actually a group called um, Lease Operator Support, I think. So it's people that are considering going into lease purchase programs. And that's such, yeah, that's such a lousy area anyway. And I thought, you know what, do I really want to get in here and get involved? I'm going to get dragged into these. And and I thought, no, they need help. So I'm going to help them. But that's twice now in that group, I've had somebody delete oh, their entire okay. post. So um, that's crazy. I know. You know, if you disagree with what I say, then disagree with it. I don't care. And and but but don't delete everything because then everybody loses the benefit of of what was there. Tell me why you disagree with it or, or prove me wrong. But don't just delete the mm-hmm. whole thing. So that's that's my rant for the day. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I I guess I'm going to need to fix that one. Like I said, if, if nothing else, I just got to get in the habit of copying. Thanks for tuning in to the Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.